We're back. Episode 26. We're on this week. I got it wrong last week. We're on a 25, not 24. We're up to 26 episodes in now. We got a forgotten episode. No, I just didn't have a clue where we were up to. I lost count. Run out, out of things and toes. Is that six months? Yeah, we're well, we're over six months now. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah. What was that? Mickey? I've uh, just popular someone messaging me. Oh, <laughs> after giving me a little stick, he's sat there texting now. <laughs> oh, airplane mode, mate. Airplane mode. Airplane mode. Yeah, that's true. That you don't get text coming through when your plane's on airplane mode, do you? When your phone's on airplane mode. Anyway, what have you been up to, boys? How's your last week been? Good, busy, enjoyable. And, well, I would I would say enjoyable in terms of getting stuff done, not enjoyable the gym being like hotter than hell with a humidity factor of 200. <laughs> You've been melting. Oh, mate, like I would bend out, like pick a dumbbell off the floor and be like, well, I need to change the top now. <laughs> Hanging like how how clients did like hats off to all all my clients last week who like pushed through because I was like I'm not training it's too hot. You <laughs> <laughs> oh what? Jones is basically like this is why I do one to three reps if I break a sweat I'm not happening. <laughs> I remember yeah. um, when I was in Warden years ago when I first started. I used to go through about four polos a day. Do you remember like thick fruit and aluminum ones? Yeah. Oh, mate. So I used to take four to work every day. And he goes, listen, Adam, this is what you need to do. And you used to like, you know, the like kitchen roll. You used to roll it round and make quite a thick pad and just shove it down the back of his shorts on his back. And then just let the sweat run into that. And then he'd just like slide oh. the back, shove that in the, and then change it like every session. <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> for a second went that's genius and then Pat went oh when you pull that out that's got to be horrible <laughs> oh. a sweaty back but hey he was a veteran of the game so, let's say you said that Jones then so last week there's this guy um, who's going to use our gym for doing um, like physiological testing and gait analysis and stuff like that so Bought a treadmill. I said to him, like, look, I'm I'm really keen to have it done out of our place, but, you know, we won't use a treadmill. So he said, look, I'll, I'll buy a treadmill. I'll sort it out. And I said, like, obviously, you know, we want the space. So it needs to be stored in like, the storeroom. And so he's like, right, I've got one that will fold up. So I was like, right, perfect. Uh, so he brings it down to try it. So then I had to shift everything that was in the store. So I had it was about 150 kilos in weight discs that we're not using at the minute. Mate, just carrying them from the storeroom to like the office. Like I say, I got that before a session after a bit, I was like, I need a shower and everything now. It's just horrible doing that mid-afternoon. It was just horrendous. Was oh, worth, yeah. I was training. Yeah, was it, I think, was it Monday? Yeah, like Kate was out with Fred and they came back about sort of three, four o'clock, walked out the back and I'm just there slumped in the paddling pool. And she's like, what are you doing? And I'm just like, I'm hot. Yeah, I need to be I don't in. like being hot. I need to be in it. She's like, what about the neighbours? Like, you just look down, you're just in a kid's paddling pool. And I was like, I'm hot. I'm hot. 
<laughs> Too big to be hot. I don't like it. Jones be like one of them whales beached and like squirting water over it to keep it cool. And keep, keep it <laughs> Literally that. I was like, just come get me some ice. Anything. I need to stay cool. Fancy. Um, some artificial grass on the back and it's not big at all. So the other week, no, might have been on the weekend. I think my neighbour must start I've lost the plot here. So the little one had like a bag of crisps and just crumbs all over it. And I'm like, I'm going to get that up. I was like... Hoover. Hoover, yes. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Hoover out and I'm hoovering the grass. And then I'm like, oh man, it's really hot. Like, it's burning my feet. And I was like, I don't want Elizabeth to burn her feet. So what am I going to do? Next thing, I've got the hose pipe out, water and fucking artificial <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yes. What is he doing? <laughs> Hoovering and water in AstroTurf. That is outstanding. I can't. It works. It works anyway. Oh, mate, that's the only oh. way to like get your AstroTurf looking nice. Bit of Hoovering. Yeah, Hoover, yeah. Make a nice um, strip in it like Wembley after it. I'm disappointed. Disappointed. <laughs> hey, mate, you've got a guard. You've exactly. Got a guard, because I have real grass in my garden and a real, but I have a charcoal barbecue. None of this gas stuff that like Neely's got there. Hoovering up his, hoovering up his grass. I don't what, understand. Are you, grass. you are literally sat at home while somebody is sorting your garden out. And? Influencer. Influencer. Fit pro. Fit I've pro. got time for gardening. <laughs> I should... I, yeah, I, mate, you're not going to make me feel bad about having uh, having a garden thing. So I, I have a real barbecue. I don't have a gas barbecue, so you know I, I think I'm still I'm still winning on that front. No, I'm efficient my gas barbecue, mate. I reckon if we had to sit down, I reckon, to be fair, with, with, a, with a gas barbecue, on fire, yeah. with, with yeah. a gas barbecue, I think you could like cook your food, eat it, and be doing something else by the time it cooks on the coal. Well, that's the thing, it's experience, isn't it? So it's got the whole thing about lighting the fire, that's cook, getting to the right temperature, cooking it. Plus, do you no? I've, I've got a charcoal one, but it's sometimes inconvenient. Is in you know, when like you cooked all your food and it's still hot for like six hours later, and you're like, mm. but bananas, put them out, put chocolate buttons in them, wrap them in foil, put them in the coals, let it melt a little bit. Thank me later. Couldn't think of anything worse. Hot fruit, chocolate in bananas. Yeah, mate, it's amazing. Get keep a banana, keep it in the in the peel, but cut like a little like square out. So you pull a, like a, a strip of the uh, peel out. Right. Stuff in like chocolate buttons, something like that. Wrap the whole thing in foil, and then put it in the coals of your barbecue when it's starting to cook. Well, you can't because you've got a gas one. So probably just oh. you put the uh, put the temperature down really low on it. But yeah. for the rest of us who use a proper barbecue. Put it in the coals afterwards. Dessert, it's amazing. Bit of ice cream with it. No. Hot hot fruit is like pineapple on a pizza. It's not hot, but because it doesn't absorb the heat like that. It just like goes a little bit mushy, like melts a bit, and the chocolate melts. No. Really well, nice. I'm also not with like like fruit for a dessert. Like when people go, oh, I'll have like a banana split. I'm like, no. That's what it is, it's banana split. Yeah, what when were you give me a fudge cake? Give me a cheesecake. I don't want. I don't want fruit. That's something I eat as convenience while I'm on the go. <laughs> We're gonna do dessert. I want to be do like this. Dessert. I feel like this could be like the last podcast we ever do it. We're all gonna like fall out at the end of this. <laughs> <laughs> Can you imagine us having a barbecue? Going, don't like that. Not eating that. That's rubbish. 
your garden's rubbish. Stop hoovering your astroturf. He's there, I'm like kicking, kicking <laughs> gas canisters off Neely's uh, gas barbecue. Calls on it. Oh shit! Got some thunder and lightning in Bolton, fellas. Wow. Really? Yeah, man. Yeah. We have our own uh, ecosystem up here, though. When I used to uh, live Salford Way, when I used to drive down the M61 to Bolton, it could be like bright sunshine. All of a sudden, you'd see like Rivington. It just had this big black cloud over it. <laughs> what the hell's going on over there? North Manchester, it's that one of them places just constantly under a dark cloud and things like that. Like, like Mordor at a lot of the Yeah. You <laughs> can tell by looking at Jones, it's just like, man, it's sunny in Cheshire. It's tropical, tropical over here in, in, the, in the hills. <laughs> so we all all right now, we can do a podcast now, we're all on. I was going to say, <laughs> we've all vented the frustration at each other. <laughs> Um, so go on, we should we talk Olympics today, kind of following on a little bit from last week, but like I guess actual Olympics this week. So you've been watching it? I have, and I, I've surprised myself because I know last week I said like I wasn't like up for it. I'm glad you've addressed this because I was getting ready to nail you for this. <laughs> but I'll just but I just think sport without fans is I suppose I could give quite a crude example but it's not applicable for a family show like this uh, but, <laughs> it's weird isn't it? it it's it's just yeah it just it's something wrong about it and i just feel sorry for, for the people who you know the athletes that have like sacrificed so much to get to where they are to be able to perform on the highest stage of their chosen sport and <clears throat> and it's just like no one to watch it it's weird as well like they were saying once your events finished, so like this couple of them where their events that you know were only what four days in, something like that. Mm. Um, their events have finished already, they've competed. You're only allowed to stay for like two days, really? two days before you've got to leave. So, like normally, like the previous Olympics, you, you know, just stay. Yeah, yeah, you expect to like having a you know a two week holiday or whatever, however long it goes on for. You know, you stay, you go and watch all the different things, you stay in the athlete's village and whatever. There's none of that because it's all got to be. Um, you know, like secure and all the isolation and things like that. Once your event's over, it's like that's it, shipped out. So, like the 100 meters final, it's gonna be like the loneliest winner ever. He's gonna like win the race and just be like, All right, I'll go home now. I'm no friend. Like, yeah, doing like your lap of honor, and there's nobody there. Yeah, because normally they just grab the flag, don't they, and just like run around with the flag, and it's just like, Yeah, absolutely nobody. Yeah. <laughs> It's a mad one. Um, so yesterday morning, if you saw it, the lad, uh, a guy called Tom Pidcock, won the uh, mountain, mountain biking, the yeah, cross-country mountain biking. So we, like, it was just, like, on in the morning. And, uh, like, heard his name and went, I can recognise that name. And weirdly enough, so Lucy's got some family up in Durham, went up to visit them. And they have, I can't remember what it's called, but it's just, like, professional cycling race that goes through over like different um, cities as like a series throughout the summer and they just do like loads and loads of laps in however long it's like whoever can complete the most laps in a certain time period uh, anyway he won it the year we were there we went to watch it uh, and that lad won it when he was like 17 something like that so we like watched him uh, like come across the line and win it and uh, so they went yeah he just won the Olympics and apparently he's like some like hot prospects in that now yeah like, he broke his collarbone like six weeks ago and then was 
then was back on the bike after a few days. He's like, yep, yeah, fully healed. Right, let's go. Like, Are you sure? He's like, yep, yeah, yeah fully healed. Hard as nails. You're like Geraint Thomas at the beginning of the Tour de France fell off, like dislocated his shoulder, popped it back in, got back on the bike, carried on, like not just that stage, then the rest of the Tour, and then he crashed in uh, the road race the other day, got back on the bike, cracked on. It's like mental. Yeah. You only got a puncture on the triathlon. Yeah. Oh, imagine. Like, I think she finished second as well. Yeah, I think she she only heard saying because like apparently it was like absolutely pissing down, and it, the, the weather finally stopped, and she then she heard like a hissing sound, and she's like, oh no, that road. Unbelievable. But I'll tell you one I've been watching quite a bit of is a taekwondo. I know nothing about taekwondo. Yeah. But I can't work out how they score points. But I was just mesmerised by where they get their feet. Oh. Like, within like, literally like a snake strike, it's like above the heads. I mean, I can't even touch my toes. And they're like standing vertically with one <laughs> foot like high above the head. Well, enough, I thought I about you. She's watching that girl that won, she won bronze. You know, silver, I can't remember. Yeah. So Lauren Williams, I think she was called. Um, and she did this like me where she's like hopping on one leg and she's hold like she's holding her other leg up almost like by her ear. And like she's mm-hmm. holding it there, getting ready to like strike and hopping around. She's like, Oh my god, it made me think of you that time when the uh yoga teacher to push like force you into touching your toes. <laughs> yeah, mad. It's, mad. Do you not love that about the Olympics or that you watch random sports? that you know nothing about and you'll sit there for hours getting really engrossed in it. Yeah, definitely, yeah. I yeah. like the diving as well, I mean. It's just bonkers, isn't it? The what? Diving. Just yeah. Like diving. Hey, Tom, I didn't realise Tom Daly's never won a gold before till the other day. Yeah. I, 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 I thought he's won loads, but yeah, good on the lad. Not always been his biggest fan and things like that, but I thought like, actually for him to win gold was massive the other day. Tom Daly. And the, the bloke who, who jumped with him, I think he only started diving because he saw Tom Daly diving in the previous Olympics and was like, yeah, yeah I fancy a bit of that. <laughs> I, was good at, I was good at Lanzarote and Lanzelody, so... <laughs> yeah, I was, I was good at dive bombing. <laughs> you're not thinking of that, um, John Smith's advert every time you watch the synchronised diving, you're not thinking about that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Here's a question for you. Um... What's his name? That idiot. Piers Morgan. Yeah. Tweet, tweeted about um, silver and bronze medals are irrelevant. <laughs> what no, you thought? I, I, I say I massively disagree with them. I get the thinking behind it in terms of like, you know, obviously everyone's there too, but there's two twofold for it for me is like one celebrating because you got silver or bronze a it's still an achievement and b it doesn't mean you're necessarily 100% satisfied with it you're up, you know you know, you could have still could still be gutted that you've gone for gold that you you know you're going for gold it doesn't mean that you're then going like okay you know that 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 meme where it's like you know it's two people celebrating first and silver or whatever and then bronze person's like giving it all like middle finger to him and everything like that, celebrating like they want it. It doesn't mean you're like that, where you're just like, oh, unreal, I've won, like, best in the world, I've won bronze or whatever. It doesn't mean you're necessarily like, you know, sort of like you weren't bothered about winning 
gold or whatever, you could still be going for gold. You could still be gutted that you didn't get gold and celebrate getting a bronze or getting a silver. Or on the flip side, like you thought you might not even get near the medals. That's, yeah, there's, other, there's, there's some of them where if like your best time, your say your PB is like fifth, sixth, seventh best out of however many you're competing against and you get a bronze, that's a massive overachievement. Yeah, but again, you're competing against the world. Yeah. You know, even if you're like top five, top ten, you're still like that in the world. Do you know what I mean? Earlier on today, like and this... Like for me, is that the massive example? It's in the taekwondo. Watching that um, Bianca Walkden. Um, did you see a semi-final? Is that the one that lost in the very last kick? Very last. She was behind for ages, and right, then yeah. in the last round went ahead, and then literally in the last second, the girl kicked her in the head as they like sort of came together and went from being two points behind to a point ahead. Uh, something like that, and won it in the last second. And she was obviously like Bianca Water was like, on her knees, I don't know if she was crying or whatever, but she was absolutely devastated. But then came back and won the bronze. And that's what it was. She was obviously clearly devastated that she hadn't made the final and wasn't going to get the chance to go for some bronze, but was, can then shelve that, do the job, win the win the bronze, and still that's still an achievement. And still, yeah. so like, you know, if you're like taking that Piers Morgan mentality for me, you just go, oh, screw it, I'll just. You know, I'm not bothered. I'll do, do whatever if I lose. Doesn't matter. I think, I think it's completely different from, say, like the Lions Test Series or the Euros. It's, it's completely different. Where, yeah, it's like you, almost a more one on one type of thing. Yeah, because it, it's very sort of individualized, isn't it? And the, you look at the sacrifice that's gone into it. It's like four years of graft channeled towards this is the pinnacle moment. Mm. Because yeah, if you look at like an athlete, like I don't know, when did he start competing? I don't know, say if you're 20 or something, like what do you have two Olympics, three maybe? If you're really looking after yourself, like mm. it's huge, and it? it's your whole life's work for that one moment. So I think, yeah, even if you come third, you go, well, sometimes your grandkids about or maybe you'll yeah. live. Well, there was that, was it that, um, was it Japanese skateboarder or mountain back? I remember, skateboarder, 13, yeah. <laughs> That, I mean, I was, I've been loving watching that. That's uh, you, the other one. You see the new one that's in there. You seen that three on three basketball? It's like street style basketball. Wow, yeah. that's decent. <laughs> it's it's really good actually. Yeah. I quite enjoy. How they've got bas- they've got normal basketball, haven't they? So, yeah, but it's like you know when you like you see kids in the park playing basketball three on three or one on one or whatever. It's like that. So you just got one net and you're just playing it on like it's not even half a court. And that's actually an event in the Olympics. Yeah. Hey, it's brilliant. They've got music blaring throughout it. If that had fans in it, it'd be unreal. If you had fans <laughs> there for it, it'd be quality. Yeah. Uh, I saw America lost, didn't they, to France? Yeah, I heard about that. In about 30 years or something. Yeah. See, this is bad now. Part of you not think, brilliant. Like you know, you like people lose things like that. But when they've been that dominant in it, they've got a team of absolute all stars, and then they get beat by another team. You go, not exactly disappointed about that. <laughs> yeah, agreed. Agreed. You know, the other one though that I've noticed that was class the other day. Um, the gymnastics. I can't remember which country she represented, but she was like it was her last one, and she was like forty six or something like that. And she's competed in every Olympics. 46? Yeah, her first Olympics was awesome. Barcelona 92. 
What? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> She's competing in every Olympics in like, over like wow. nearly 30 years. Uh, insane. I know it's absolutely mental. You think when like a sport it, where they're all they're normally retiring in like the late twenties. Yeah, because there's prerequisites, isn't there, to qualify for the Olympics? Yeah. Fair play. Like, that was absolutely unreal. Yeah. Uh, that's a. Uh, um, yeah. See. Yeah. So I've not been. Uh, yeah. So I've been quite. You know, apart from my sort of negativity last week. About no fans and everything. I've been uh, watching, even like random, you know, like archery and stuff. Yeah, I've not seen a lot of that. I've not seen this. I don't know. I might be being cynical here. And I, so, what's it, five years ago when the last Olympics were on, we were in America. Um, so we just got married. So we were on honeymoon out there. And literally, the Americans just show the sports they win medals in. So all we saw out there was. Uh, I think bits of the athletics, because I think that was just about kicking off when we were there, mm-hmm. and gymnastics and swimming. And that's because obviously, like Phelps and that lot were, ki- you know, yeah. absolutely uh, dominating. <laughs> Simone Biles was like dominating everybody in the gymnastics. Um, and obviously, the, you know, Americans do well in the athletics. There was nothing else. There's no showing like random sports like taekwondo or anything like that that Americans probably don't do very well in. I just worried. I hope we're not going the same way. Because like so far, I've not seen any of the weightlifting. I've seen very little of like the. Nothing on yet, though, was it? I don't know. I think there was some on today. I think, but I've not seen any of that yet. Um, I just worry that you know we're, we're. I don't want us to go the same way. We just show the sports that we medal in. I like the idea of showing sports that you have you've never seen, like the skateboarding or the three on three basketball or whatever it is, and stuff like that. Agreed. No. Yeah. Do you do you think Olympic athletes sacrifice the most in sport? I think that's a difficult one to answer because I th- I think again going back to like some of the people we've spoken to on this podcast over the last few months, I think to play you know to compete in elite sport. Everybody compete like um, everybody competes. Everybody sacrifices. I just think it's probably different in different ways and and how it is. So like, I think probably in um, so like the, the one that sticks behind is like I, when Andy, we had Andy Renshaw on talking about Premier League footballers and how much time they're away from home and traveling and things like that. I think everybody sort of sacrifices, but the you probably get uh, compensated a lot better in sports like that than potentially you're doing athletics depending on the sport you're in because you hear a lot of stories about a lot of them having to have jobs or get do crowdfunding or whatever to be able to fund them to go to the Olympics and things like that I think I think everyone has to sacrifice I think it depends on your chosen sports to how well you get recompensed for that yeah well, I was I was thinking about like Sir Steve Redrose when I think it, the training and his nutrition, there was like obviously a potential of developing diabetes or something. Well, he's, he's got, like, he, he, yeah, or he developed it. He developed long. diabetes after the '96 one, didn't he? That he got found out that he had it. Yeah, and it's and it's like, yeah, would well, he get however many gold medals, which is like an unreal achievement? Is is that a acceptable? sort of byproduct of those gold medals 
don't know. I, I, I don't know. You, you probably have to ask ask him that something like that. I, I think it's probably yeah. more as like an occupational hazard, something like that. That you'll, you know, yeah. these people are probably that driven that they, you know, they'll probably, you know, risk things like that to to like we've just spoken about before with like um, the 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 cyclists, you know, the, the fall off, the crash. It's kind of what happens, but they'll pop the shoulder back in, get on the bike, and carry on. Yeah, I, sure. I, I think things that happen from like training, uh, that's what separates them from the, I guess, the weekend warriors and things like that that from us is they have something in their heads where we'd probably back off and go, "I'm knacking, I'm done now, I can't do any more." They'll keep going. Yeah. 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 Can't think about the cost, can you? And I guess Redgrave would even care or think about it at the time. Probably no. Like, Ooh. no, I suppose you can put that in context like rugby. You know, there's always a chance of like breaking something or injuring yourself quite spectacularly every time you carry the ball into contact. But you don't even think about it, do you? It doesn't even cross. Though it never sort of crossed my mind. Oh, it did actually. When I came back from breaking my leg for yeah. a minute, but. It, it never sort of crosses your mind think, oh, I'm a bit, I might get injured here. Yeah, I agree. So I, I think I said that in my own head. If I ever thought, like, started counting the cost of what it's going to do, I'll stop. Mm. Yeah, I never really thought about it. Yeah. So it brought me John. I was a bit angry about it, but... <laughs> These things like, have you guys watched the, uh, the Helen Glover documentary i was gonna say like personally i've got so much admiration for and i can't wait to see is that helen glover mate yeah i say i i know she they finished they qualified third or fourth i can't remember the um i saw them qual- they qualified at the weekend for either the next round or, or i think it's the semi yeah. um but yeah watching that documentary that's the one that i for me feel like it related to the most in terms of like you know, when you're saying we talk about people like being able to push themselves and things like that, that when she was had, what were her twins, like three months or something like that. So she had, if anyone hasn't watched it, she's got two twins who were three months old and then... A two little, twins? Two. Not three, or one. <laughs> I thought that's something really stupid then, since she said that. You realize she's being a knob. Um, so she has, she has twins uh, who are like three months old and then an older one, he, he can only be about two, I think, or all, or mm. so he looked young. So they were getting like no sleep or anything like that. She was like talking about how tired she was, but yet she was like dragging the like the boat or dragging a rower out, like the, a concept two rower out at like daft o'clock in the morning to do whatever she, workout she had to do while the, the twins were still asleep. She was like doing a weight session, getting interrupted because she had to like breastfeed the twins put them back and then once they were happy again crack on with the rest of a weight session and things like that it's like can you imagine doing that like we've all only got one kid can you imagine trying to train like that around that and, and also it's easy for us we don't have to like you know breastfeed the kids with you know they're, they're arguably to an extent probably less dependent on us as dads than they are on the, the mums and things like that so it's in some ways it's probably harder for mums to turn us away for it to be able to push yourself through that training things all the time for particularly through lockdown and everything as well. I, that was... Yeah, but also, I think, like, from a physical point of view, like, 
obviously the trials and tribulations and the stresses and the changes physically yeah in a woman's body through pregnancy giving birth and everything like that and then you, you're hitting like not just like oh I'll, I'll just go out for a bit of a run or, or i'll get i'll jump on the rower it's like you know you're training for the olympics and it's like Whoa, how how are you doing that that's like incredible yeah, I say that's the one for me that I related to the most in terms of being able to keep going. Because there are so many times watching that, you think you're thinking, "Go, you just been it. You feel that knackered. You just wake up in the morning, and go, I don't have it today, and not do it." So to have that level of drive and that, I don't know. I, I guess you must have a level of belief or confidence that's ingrained. Because obviously, she talked about time where she doubted herself and things like that. But you must have something down going. I can keep doing this. Um, that most of us don't. Most of us go, I'm knackered today. I can't I can't make it. I'll train again tomorrow or whatever. Or I'll just do half a session today because I feel knackered. I'll catch it up later on or something like that. Yeah. But, yeah, I, I, I can't get my head around it, to be honest. But that, 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 like that, going back to your original question of like, are they the most dedicated things like that? I don't think you can say it and it's one of the gripes me and you've spoken about this before I know it when we've heard about like lads in the gym who are bodybuilders and things like that going on it's, it's the most it takes the most dedication and all that kind of thing <laughs> I know your diet forever it's like get out like that you can't say things like that it's completely different you have to be dedicated to any sport particularly to get to elite level I don't think you can say it for versus one sport versus another bit things like that no but that's me sort of sitting on the fence <laughs> as always <laughs> that, as always that's a balanced view of things like that, but yeah absolutely <laughs> good point fencing your garden like some artificial hedge and like fancy topiary or something like that no that's well fake. oh that's got a real ivy actually um which is a pain in the ass because you got you got to cut it and stuff and water it, which is you know, it's dedication in itself. Gardening. <laughs> Gardening. It's dedication is a commitment, isn't it, Andrew? <laughs> I'm, I'm saying nothing. Saying nothing. My garden's looking quite good now. Garden's just finished. Yeah. Back, back, back to the sort of inspiration of the Olympics. Do you reckon there's like points or like takeaways or learning points that? the likes of us can take away from that and clients that can they can put towards their own training and stuff. Oh, 100%. Yeah. It's, uh, everyone gets inspired, don't they? Off like Wimbledon's on, never goes out playing tennis or whatever. Same with the Olympics. Mm. Like, like you say, remember likes watching the obscure type of sports. You know, never know some kid might go, oh, I'll take that up. And then all of a sudden they're hooked. Or, mm. you know, with our clients, they might go, oh, that's like that story you just said. They might go, you know what? If she can do it, I can do, I can go for a walk. <laughs> you know, I can, yeah. I can, yeah. Definitely. I think, I think it's like, for me, the element is, I think it's good when you've got the, the commentators on there who've done that sport and they talk about like the training that goes into it and how they work in kind of four year, cycles and things towards so everything's geared towards that thing i think that you know that so the athletes themselves effectively just focus on the process of the, you know they have the things they need to tick off each week knowing it's building towards that bigger kind of goal yeah. like in 
two, you know, one, two, four years time or whatever. That's, a th- I think, the biggest thing that for us clients can can take from it or that we can yeah. take from it. Well, um, I was talking to a client about it the other day and they were saying like, you know, yeah, inspirational and they're dedicated and they train hard and stuff like that. And he said, but if you sort of boil it all down, they've got the people around them all the time that says, this is your training program for today. This is what you eat today. Go. So they take a lot of the thinking out of it. Yeah, obviously it's like physically demanding and mentally demanding in terms of executing the workouts and, and everything like that. But you don't, you're not like sort of general population where you're just like, right, where, where do I start? What do I do? How do I get to this point? How do I train? Do I go on the cardio machine? Do I do weights? Do I go on a rower? Do I go on the Stairmaster? What day of the week it is? It's just like a level down, isn't it? It's just a more... <laughs> Still specifics, it's got to work for that person fitting with their goals and their lifestyle and things like that. But it's just a less rigid version of that is what clients need. It's like, okay, so today, here's what you've got to do. So, you know, eat your protein, eat your veg with every meal, hit 10,000 steps or whatever and train. And it's like, it's just boxes like that to tick every day. And it's like, obviously when you're at that level of elite sport, it's like very rigid. You have to tick them off every day. Whereas like for a, a client, I love it. it might be, you just need to tick three out of five every day and you might need to tick 80% over, like eight out of 10 over a week or yeah. something like that. But it's that level of like, say, yeah, here's my training plan that I go to the gym with and I need to do, you know, I need to make sure I hit four sessions a week. Here's yeah. my, like, you know, my rough diet plan, the guidelines I've got to eat towards. I need to make sure I hit that every day. Here's the stuff I do, the, the stretching and mobility work I need to do. It's the same deal. Here's, you know, I have to check in with my coach and make sure that, um, you know, we're heading in the right direction. We're measuring progress. We're tweaking the plans based off what those measures say. It's all the same thing. It's just taken, it's just pitched at their, sort of level isn't it rather than being like completely rigid and everything's everything's geared around it for the like we spoke about the sacrifice and everything for olympic athletes it's just right okay obviously work family things that are going to take to an extent priority but then it's like right that needs to be in there because it's got to support you to look after doing like work family all that kind of stuff and get another sort of comment i heard was um well it's easy for them because they've got a goal of the olympics that's massive and it's like, well, yeah, because it's, it's personal task we're working towards, but, you know, your goal of a 5K or a 10K or running around with your kids or losing two stone or putting weight on, whatever it may be, is just as important because it's personal to you is qualifying and hopefully winning something Olympics is to them. Yeah, definitely. It's, it's, just, it's just different, isn't it? Like- Ooh. Pardon? Who was yeah. that? Started to move my chair into a rimmer. <laughs> I thought it was like somebody shouting or something. Then. I was like, what the hell is going on? Um, I lost my train of thought. Probably yeah. another one of your hired help, Rimmer. It's probably your butler or something. <laughs> Dinner's ready. I have to cook my own. Dinner. Thank you very much, Jones. Or is it the person that carries you from room to room in your house? <laughs> Trailer, like a cup of tea. <laughs> that, that mute button's getting going to get soon. Uh, 
But anyway, go back to. Well, he's on the west wing, Jeeves. He's just he's on the east wing today, really. Sorry. Anyway, just keep living like your little, you know, tent in. Uh, you know, honestly, nearly it's still a straw house. You haven't got yeah. bricks and mortar up there. Hey, honestly, nearly it's amazing what you can get for your money in Stockport. <laughs> oh, here we go. Oh, there we go. <laughs> but, anyway, going back, was that remember going back what? I can't remember what I was going to say now. <laughs> the mindset like people have, and it's like I don't know. Yeah, it might not seem as big a deal. You're not going to be like parading around doing a lap of honor with your gold medal and stuff like that. If you you know lose two stone or you know you complete you do your 10k in the time you want to do, but it's it's having the same like level. Uh, I guess the same level of processes in place to be able to do that. It's just the same. It's modeling their success in it. You know, it's modeling what they do. Mm. So same with like, um, I think it, I can't remember his name. I read this in a, uh, but the guy who founded IBM. So we're going back like whenever it was in the 20s, 30s, something like that. So you, you've got to have, you've got to imagine you've got to work to that level of that higher standard, even when you're not. So it's like for, um, for you know, people of us like weekend warriors or people just trying to get fit and in shape, you still want to have those processes and be ticking the boxes as if you're competing for gold at the Olympics, but just with, you know, within a you know within your lifestyle around work, family, all that kind of stuff, you still want to be, you know, you you, you still want to be um, behaving like a high achiever. Yeah, it's what you give a shit about, really, isn't it? Like me and you don't care about. I don't know. We don't want to go and take up freestyle wrestling and get a gold in it. Don't know you, the way you make your Instagram. I, th- I think <laughs> you're going from like WWE. <laughs> I'm waiting to see something like you've like signed on at WWE or something. It'd be amazing, wouldn't it? Uh, mate, no, it'd be like doing that the lower level of that. After this, I've been inspired. It'd be when I went to like Bolton Civic Hall or something like that. <laughs> I, Adam the National or something like that, and he's there with like a baseball bat with wire. Can you get me some budget smugglers, man? I need them for the weekend. (laughs) (laughs) What I'm saying is that, like, it's it's the yacht. Give a shit about it, haven't you? Like, those people who do the taekwondo actually mean something to them intrinsically, doesn't it? Other than pats on the back. So I think it's the same with any goal. If you don't give a shit, it's just, oh, I want to lose some weight because. Like you're not you're not gonna do it, you're not gonna get out of bed in the morning, you're not gonna do the it's it's just I feel like the Olympic guys are just they've done that over years and years and years so they get the you know, the pinnacle of it, but they still that, do the basics, don't they, they care. I think that that that's it is caring about it. and like you said, they're like kind of giving a shit about it because that's what like they'll go through tough part times, whether it's injury, whether it's like not feeling like they're making any progress or whatever, you know, getting beat in events, having you know, having bad times but they will still get up the next day and go for it like that Helen Glover one there's days when she looks at it and she's saying like I'm physically like exhausted mentally I feel knackered and everything like that and she kept getting on getting out on the rower she kept getting out on the uh, on the boat whatever like that it's it's having that they said that you care about it enough to not to not give up to like stop quitting because that's what most people that we will see we'll work with will you know that they'll quit. You know the, the, the amount of people we see have gone like started doing a diet, whatever, like that, fallen off track and given up on it. 
and then they'll search for the next one and do the same again. It's because kind of like the, the they're probably so used to doing that, but also because they don't care enough about what it is. Oh, it doesn't matter that much in the end. They'll give up on it and then it'll eat away at them and things and it eats away at their confidence. And the next time they do it, they don't feel as confident in it. They probably give up a bit sooner. And it often, our job at times, because we care about their results because it kind of affects us and things as well. So we'll, we're there going, all right, yeah, get it with shit. Keep, get back up again. Let's go again. You know, it's like a kid falling off a bike in it when you're trying to teach them to ride a bike. It's like, it's, all right, yeah, get that hurt. Back on the bike. Off we go again. Let's go again. I think athletes as well love adversity. You know, I know when I've been in a team environment or been involved with people or speak to like athletes, is they like being the underdog or they like that bit of, because like you say, that story you tell yourself of my opponents are not doing this. They're not going through all this shit. So when it actually matters on a field or at the Olympics or whatever, like Helen Glover, all that pain she's going through is building up this resilience. Yeah. All the time, every single time. Like, you know, we can use the Rocky movies, can't we, as a bit of an example. Like Rocky's out there in the hills, you know, running up and down in freezing cold. You know, I know it's only a movie, but that's just the, the example, isn't it, of like mental grit and resilience and building it up in a giving a shit about something more than just the perfect training plan is wanting it more than yeah and uh, it's it. having that having that long-term view of it and understand that it's not a linear process you know people think like if, if, like weight loss is the obvious one with it isn't it people think they should start at whatever weight they are and finish losing weight and it's just like losing weight each week and if they don't then it's like they must be doing something wrong or whatever and you know they get disheartened by it uh, but it, it's, it's tough because most most sort of stuff you see out there in a minute says exactly that, doesn't it? Oh, yeah. Yeah, like, get, you look at, like, Men's Health magazine or whatever, in front of that, it's like, get get a, a eight-pack in six weeks. Oh, yeah, have a bit of that. But I, I'd argue this... I'd argue now there's probably more... Again, it probably doesn't help at times as much. A lot of it at times is probably still unrelatable. But there's more stories out there now where you hear about people overcoming adversity to compete. So like I saw a thing, a story this morning of a girl who's just competed in the swimming this morning at the Olympics who uh, fled oh, Syria. Shared that, yeah. Yeah, and she was like, she had to like swim like you know on the edge of this boat, whatever, had this boat across the sea and then had to like walk from Greece to Germany or something like that and it's like that's a massive story you see loads you know the positivity and you know that kind of overcoming that's you know that's serious major life fucking up adversity that she's overcome but then people will see that online I think there's loads of stories like similar to that that will get shared a lot but then people can't relate to it that you know for, for, for us because we don't have that level of like that level of shit, if you like, going on in your life, and people are go, oh, that, that's great, but that's you know, that's not kids and whatever. I'm not saying people completely directly compare it, but they'll find it hard to relate to that stuff, despite the fact that there's stories and things that aren't coming out. I know what you mean. And yeah, they, yeah, they are incredible stories, but they're it's almost like fantasy land, isn't it? Yeah, just like, it's almost like too incredible of a story yeah. to relate to people. Yeah, great. You literally made that up. Yeah, but it's they say people should celebrate that stuff because that that is awesome. That that girl is a massive inspiration, but people will go like, oh, that's that's all right for or whatever. You know, that they'll they'll struggle to relate to that 
I feel something like the Helen Glover thing, people will probably relate to more. But then like, I saw, um, saw on Facebook, somebody, a, a mum put a, uh, a Facebook said like, oh, God, mate, um, I can't remember the exact words, but basically like saying what an inspiration was, how good Helen Glover was, it made her feel shit because she she's not doing that. She's someone who's constantly failing at diets, failing at exercise and things like that. And it's just like... <laughs> <laughs> but that's in, that, in that the mindset of people though isn't it yeah like, I don't know if it's more apparent now or it's just because social media like amplifies everything but yeah that person made me feel shit how like you can only make yourself feel shit <laughs> like yeah. It's, yeah. That's, that's, yeah that's that's not Helen Glover making us feel shit yeah that's her that's her own because she knows that she's probably not doing A, B, and C to help herself. And yeah, it's, her it's, it's easy. Yeah, it's easier to go. Well, it's her fault. Yeah, it's because she's she's I guess probably done X, Y, and Z diets, not seen them through whatever, fallen off the wagon. Yeah, probably, probably, probably follow some like fucking Love Island reject, <laughs> quick fix fitness plan. Probably was yeah. Um, but then that's like we spoke about before. That's eating away at her confidence, and now feel shit watching someone do mm. something amazing like that. Uh, yeah. But well, you just you need to like, find that entry point for them, don't you? Yeah, you need that point whether it's high, low, medium, low, whatever it is, and just get to take those first steps forward. It's like we often talk about, and it? it's like doing the basics for someone like that and doing it consistently well and building habits and taking a long-term view of it is probably ideal. But then people go, oh, it's too simple. That I don't know about that, but that can't work. And then like, yeah. so it's like, yeah, or like they don't like Olympic athletes, generally speaking, don't do some mad advanced stuff. They lift weights or do the strength training, tick the boxes, do their conditioning work, do whatever their sports specific stuff, whatever eat, you know, the nutrient dense foods and things like that and they do it day after day after day after day after day and it's that like aggregation of marginal gains in it that's you know think yeah big things are uh, just the accumulation of small little actions every day yeah, exactly and i say how, how do you make it sexy when you're like right six months 12 months and you'll be there and they're like hang on i've got i've got a wedding in eight weeks <laughs> no. oh, no good. I want it now. I want it yesterday. Yeah, like, oh. going on at the moment with some coming out and some shreds and all that shit. <laughs> so the one that thought me now we talk about social media is this is going to be a race this afternoon now between the three of us. So who puts this out in a in a social media post this afternoon? There <laughs> 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 was three was frantically typing away on Instagram in a minute. <laughs> uh, yeah. There's one though. When you um, you know something inspires you, like you gotta look into why it inspires you, doesn't it? Because it doesn't inspire somebody else. I can't remember who told me that. Like we can go, oh my god, what an inspiration! Somebody else they go, oh yeah, good for them. Not inspired by it one bit. I think when something does inspire you in the Olympics, you gotta understand well, why does that inspire you? I think going back to what Rim was saying, first time probably agree with him there, but the. Um... <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's that relatability isn't it that you look at something and you're like fuck yeah I love a bit bit of that that's wow whereas yeah someone else next to you might just be going it's a bit 
Brian, well done. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It's, it's just, it's that relatable, it's that ability to go, hang on, you, you either, you are like me or I want to be like you or that's what I want to achieve or something like that that just has that connection and that sort of, that first few steps. Because it's in us all, you've just got to find the right one. That's a good point. Yeah, I'll do this now. Rimmer, who was your favourite footballer growing up? Oof. <laughs> you, you, you realise I grew up like watching City in the 90s. So oh. You guys would probably never have got a word of my favourite footballers now. Or Dickoff? No, growing up. Going back like my first ones when I was like a small kid, David White was up there. The winger, number seven. Yeah, City. Why though? What was it about him? Mate, I was about five. <laughs> I've no idea. I don't know. He's just like my favourite player. Probably scored goals. Um, I thought he was my favourite player growing up. It varied a lot. You got to remember, like City were up and down the leagues and things for for times. So, jeez, oh, I can't remember now. Growing up, like, who am I? Uh, Peter Beagree, when he was on the wing for City for a while, he was up there. Um, going into late Ali. Yes and no. He was unreal as like some of the skill he had, but um, <laughs> in a struggling team at the time, he was not the player we needed. If ever with he was another one. Ali Bernabia. Yes, right? I was going to say he was the next on the list. Ali Bernabia. Hey, maybe with my city knowledge. Are you not impressed? He was brilliant. Um, but then, yeah, coming, yeah, coming more recent times, obviously, than like kind of David Silva, Aguero, the. The golden generation you've got to see. What about you? Bloody fascination with Aguero, mate. Don't worry about that. Mate, honestly, Luce, Luce was hammering me when I was like welling up watching his last game and things like that. <laughs> what? Didn't cry when we got married or anything like that. So, you did what? Getting a bit emotional in his last game and that. You know, particularly what? when he scored. Why? He's just he's just binned you off. Is it? No, if anything, I think it's probably the other way around. No, he's gone. They're going right. Two year contract. No, so I think City had only given one. I think he wanted two, something like that. It comes down to money then, no loyalty. If he liked City that much, he would have done one year and retired. Done. No, he's, but he's gone. Do you know what? I'm having another payday. You can kiss 10 years. I think it's, I, I think it's good. Larry, he, felt, he felt he could do longer at the top level and things like that. City with his injuries and things like that weren't so sure. He backed himself like, for me, he's got enough in like, what we class as like the emotional bank account with City fans to be able to do what he wants for me. Um, he's that, he's that much religion. Do, you know, do, do what you want. Tell you what, we've gone from one extreme to another. Haven't we just going from like, yeah, I was just wondering like what inspires people or why, or like, yeah, it's, it's interesting. Mm. Hey, I, I, I think it's re- relatability. Yeah, it's I, don't, I don't know. It's for me. Uh, yeah, maybe I don't know. Cause I, so as a kid and even now, and things like that. So I, I obviously I grew up playing football, like rugby, school, cricket, golf, everything like that. And when things like that were on the telly, I'd want to go and do it. So like when the golf's on, I get really inspired. I go, right, I want to get, I want to get my golf clubs out again and start playing and things like that. And it, I don't know, there must be something in your head, in my head, for me that makes me think, oh, it'd be, it'd be easier. This, I'll be better at it this time. And then when you shit go, forget it, I've had enough of this. Like, and then something will come on with rugby, like the Lions at the minute. I think of. I can I can I go up playing rugby again? And the niggle in the back of your head it goes, no, actually, you'll just get battered again. Something like that you know, you you, you know, it, when you choose Tuesday night on a cold, wet December evening, things like that, you'll go, no thanks, I'll stay at home again. 
you don't worry about but things are when things are on the telly or on the time you still go oh, i quite fancy having to go at that again or whatever so yeah i don't know what it is and i went through that as a as a kid of being like you know you think about jack of all trades master of none that mm. that was that was me with sport i was like I got to a decent level with a lot of sports or with certain different sports but never actually you know particularly excelled at any of them or at one of them should i say Oh, I need to get the violin out for Rimmel. I know. Oh, like that. I'm not really saying it's a bad thing. <laughs> You're talking about what inspired you. Crying, crying over Aguero, reminiscing about his failed sporting. No, it's just, just saying, it's just, it's what, what inspires you like that. Things like, I don't, I couldn't tell you exactly what it is, but stuff like that, it's on the telly. If it, like, something, just that, that's what, whether it's just in my consciousness all the time, it's there in front of you. Oh, right, I want to do that. And then it's like Magpie, like me and you say this about that time, Magpie, oh, shiny, we'll go after that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, whether it's like relatability, whether it's values, whether it's emotional, whatever it may be, you know. Or like a, a wow moment, you know, just like when you see something happen, you're just like, wow, that is just mind-bogglingly amazing. Yeah, I don't know. It'd be interesting to ask people that. I can ask your clients that this week. That's what I will be doing. Yeah. <laughs> well, so this is another one. Here. Let's wait for the social media posts on that one. <laughs> all right. You, 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 you'll have time on your hands this afternoon with all your, all your underlings doing everything for you. Well, I mean, nearly grafting, so. Training. Yeah. Um, here's one for you. At the uh, the sports in this Olympics, which one would you most like to have a go at, or to like, if you were going to go and compete in the Olympics, which one would you like to compete in? Hmm. Diving, I think. I'm a little I, bit scared. You see the high, when you see the high, high, even that three meter board or whatever it was the other day. That three meters is big when you see how high it is. The one that really struck, I think, is it the ten meter boards, the big one? Yeah. Yeah, so I was watching a bit of that this morning and it was obviously one camera angle it doesn't, and the speed they go in, you think, oh, it's not that high. But they've jumped off this platform and the camera follows them down to the water and it's like, oh, that's that's a bit longer. That's, I, I can't remember which camera angle it's One of them, one of the cameras make it, it looks like they're so close to the board as mm. well. And apparently they get penalised if they're too close to the board. But yeah. some of the way it looks like it, you know, you're like, thinking they're going to like smash their head on the board or something. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, diving. I'd bottle it with that. I mean, said that also. I think watching you going back to that Peter K. John Smith's advert again, <laughs> that's what I imagine I'm thinking you diving. There is, there is not a chance I could get in any position like, to get into. But when you're trying to somersault off it, just like belly. Imagine trying to get into like a pike position. I'd be like, oh. Oh, too late. <laughs> in the water. Like bigger than the other. You'd start like rotating <laughs> sideways or something. Oh, by the time I've like figured out that I'm in a lot of trouble, I'd just be head first into the water. <laughs> World's ugliest dive. Oh, it'd be horrible. YouTube what sensation. <laughs> what about you, Neely? I'm stumped on this one, you know. I think I'm thinking it too much. Mm. I don't know. Hammer throw. That's a I good one. I can't, I like to have a go at something like that, some of the yeah. athletics ones. Mm. Watching oh, that. Oh, I, another, actually, another one like fantasy, archery. It's pretty <laughs> that, doesn't it? Yeah. Doesn't look too tasky. Sport, that's when you're in. 
doesn't look too tasky and you can just like chill. I see. I, I thought you'd go for like the shooting Jones more for like, you know, with your fishing and uh, things like that and your... Yeah, but I think you have to do it. You can see, you know, with like all tweed and uh, the... Uh, I'll play pigeon shooting. Gun. Yeah, could do that. But I thought you meant it like sometimes there's a bit of like, oh no, that's alpine stuff, isn't it? Skiing. Oh, yeah, that's like the biathlon, isn't it? Where they do uh, cross-country skiing with shooting. But I'm sure there's a mad one. Like my client was telling me about this morning. I need to look into these. Because you were saying about that three versus three basketball. Yeah. Like some of these events I've never heard of. Apparently there's one that involves running, shooting, and horse riding. Modern pentathlon. And it's like based off like, it's like again, it's from like military backgrounds, isn't it? So I, don't, I don't know. It's like... Um, everything you'd need to be like the or the old school ultimate soldier. So <laughs> I remember it's like it's it's like there's what um, like horse riding, like the show jumping type one, like the eventing or something. I think there's fencing in there, like running. Uh, I can't remember what the other two are, but it's like I think shoot, shooting must have been one of them. Anyway, I can't remember that, but it's supposed to be like from. Um, like the military yeah. days. Because apparently they give you a random horse as well. Yeah, you it's don't get to... you, It's not one that you've trained with or anything like that. Yeah. Like, right, here's, here's Red Rum or something. You're like, off you go. Can you imagine that if you're like winning it and you come to that and they give you some horse that's just like... Some sort of like wild-eyed... Bronco type thing. thing. Yeah. You're trying to jump over fences on it. I would love that to be in the Olympics. You know, like bull riding. <laughs> yeah, that would be amazing. That would be amazing because it's savage. Okay, yeah, that, the alternative Olympics. <laughs> How long do you think it's going to be until CrossFit makes it to the Olympics? Whoa. It, well, see, that, I have to, to put a downer on the podcast. See, it worries me things like this because I, I could see something like that coming in there and like so. Like sticking my neck out. I'm not a massive fan of sports like despite the fact I love golf, I'm not a fan of it being in the Olympics. Like, because for me, the Olympics. Well, yeah, but only in the sense of the same with tennis and basketball to an extent, certainly in like in and football, in terms of like if you've got and rugby. No, because rugby's a different um rugby's different, it's sevens, isn't it? It's a different format. So in sevens, it's a big thing to win the Olympics, isn't it? Um but like in f- football, no, no, no one over here. Care, no one's getting excited about Team GB in the uh, mm. uh, in, in the Olympics like they were about the Euros and things a few weeks ago. Like tennis, it's all about the Grand Slams and things like that. Golf, it's all about the the majors and things like that. The 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 Olympics they make because it's new in is kind of it's a nice thing to win, but it's not the thing you're not going to be remembered to go down for being an Olympic champion in those sports. Same with basketball, like the NBA stars probably it's a nice thing for him to win and things like that, but they're probably more bothered about winning the NBA. Yeah. And for me, the Olympics should be the absolute pinnacle of your sport. Um, but I think it's probably a case of the Olympics trying to need to, I guess, have a market and things like that and, you know, appeal to people that will put need sports like that. And my concern then is, because yeah. CrossFit's quite a big growing sport, they'll put it in there. And again, that won't be the biggest thing. The CrossFit games will always probably be yeah. the biggest thing. But the, and also then it's like, how do you, so like, I think one of the things that appeals to CrossFit, and I'm, you can guys can correct me if I'm wrong with this, is like any, me or you could enter the CrossFit games and you start off with like whatever qualifier, like, you know, in your local CrossFit gym up the road 
And then if you get through that, you go up and you're up. But like, there's so many qualifiers and eventually end up in the CrossFit Games. So effectively, you or I could end up competing in, where is it, in California, wherever the CrossFit Stadium is. Like, that's quite a cool concept. But how, how does that work for the, like this? Because, you, like, you know, effectively, like in, in golf or tennis, you, you know, G, GB, the Olympics, whoever picks the best players and things from it, you know, you don't have qualify. You, 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 you know, I guess in some of you got hit qualifying times and things like that, but in, in CrossFit, you're not going to have like that appeal goes because you're not going to have like me or you or ever probably trying to compete to get in the GB Olympic, uh, GB Olympic CrossFit team. Yeah. Cause you have teams, don't they as well? CrossFit, don't they have like mixed? Yeah. yeah. So if you, if you did it like that, I think something like that would be quite good, but I don't know. It was something like that being there, it wouldn't be the biggest thing. I think it'd have to be different to like the yeah. CrossFit Games. But I, I, I could see it being in there at some point. Well, certainly that's a trial. It. Um, Jones is just like, no, <laughs> no, I'll, I'll, I'll be, I'll be coach. <laughs> Me and Rimmo going for uh, pads. I, 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 one year, like doing wrong, I'm nowhere near. Oh, no, 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 see that no. surf games the other week that people were entering. Oh, it's class surf games. Uh, Eli, is it uh, Eli, Eli? Yeah, I think it's down at Eden Rugby Club or Roslyn Park or somewhere. Like yeah, it's like I, I, I think that'd be a cracking day out, going and doing something like that. You can come and be team manager, Jones. So you don't have to do anything, any, anything that. Throw the ball, jump over the med ball. You got to throw a med ball over, jump over the wall, throw the med ball over, jump over. That's absolutely that's stuff like that. Yeah, and there's one where they've got like a, effectively, like a massive sandbag. It's like a snake, and you've got about eight of you underneath it and you've got to get it like one end of the rugby pitch and back or something like that as part of one of the events and yeah, I think I could like loose that. loosely crossfit based in it but was more. that one made by the March on guys turf games no because uh, uh, the one they run don't they because they made it like crossfit but not crossfit where like it's just you know if you fit and you I don't know if they run it or yeah. I don't know if they run it or not I know they've had a t- they had a team in it things like that um I don't know. It just looks a cool day. Actually, it does. It looks like a CrossFit style event without the, for want of a better term, CrossFit wankers. <laughs> um, t-shirt on as well. You don't have to take your t-shirt. Yeah, you don't have to take your top off. You don't have to have like a headband that's, on. Or seriously, like that. that's what I don't get. Like, why do you take your top off in CrossFit? There's an actual method to it, apparently. Someone's doing your sweat or something like that. And I don't know. They all do it because I've watched it and they go like, oh, yeah, he's now took his top off. He's, you know, sweating, so he's drying himself off. And then, yeah, there's some, there apparently is a method to it. Other than- so basically, they just justify themselves being on They start with a T-shirt on, don't they? Very rarely, they, they, they uh, take the top off at the start. But no, I have no you idea. Crossfit is listening. Please feel free to message in unless. <laughs> hey, can you imagine if any Crossfit listens to us every week going, can Crossfit? I suppose that's an, it's, it's another... Um, group we can cross off the list isn't it that, Mate, if there's Christmas cars yeah. they're not going to be sending us any on their, no, we're no. Not, bodybuilders yeah. yeah. I think we stuck up for CrossFit on one of the podcasts and said it wasn't CrossFit it was the idiots wasn't it? but yeah anyway that. Um, there was another question I thought of to do with the Olympics and it's gone out of my head now talking about stuff like that but I'm sure if we think about it, we'll bring it up on another podcast. Sure, I'm sure your PA will remind you in a minute. <laughs> <laughs> you doing the outro today then, are you, Jones? No, no, that's your job, mate. That's your job. 
All right, so it's funny because I have people to do it for me. I thought, you, you know, you could do it today. No, this is the one thing you've actually got to do because you talk on it. Oh, here we go. <laughs> right, we're ending it there because I'm going to go and sulk and uh, I've had enough of speaking to these two now. Um, thank you very much for listening. As always, hopefully, amongst our ramblings, we actually covered some decent stuff in that today once like, around talking about CrossFit, City Plays in the 90s uh, and the... Uh, <laughs> Your stuff we've seen in the Olympics over the first few days. Yeah, your lack of gardening skills. Um, so, yeah, well, uh, we decided if we're probably going to not do one of these again because we've all fallen out. Um, if you can, you know, wherever you get your podcasts from, if you can leave us a rating, a review, please share it with your mates. And again, anything you've either heard today that you don't like or you, you want to correct us on uh, or any topics you want to hear us talk about, please get in touch. We do like hearing uh, your feedback as well. And we might or may not be back next week, depending if we're all still on speaking terms. So we will see you all then. <laughs> yeah, next week it's just going to be like the Neely and Jones podcast and rumor on his own being like the anti Neil and Jones podcast. Just all slagging each other off. Right. See you next week. See you later.